You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe? Welcome, and thank you for tapping into some Untapped Keg, the afternoon edition. I am one of your hosts, RJ Zimmerman, with my friend, Monte Ball. How you doing, big guy? Good, man. I'm doing well. I'm excited for this episode. We got ourselves a special guest. And, looking forward uh, to it. I'm, I'm looking forward to this, too. Uh, so we are fortunate enough to be joined by Mr. Michael Taylor, life coach, Hello. recovery coach, and uh, just an all-around fun person. How are you doing today, Hi, thank Michael? You. I'm doing great. Thank you. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, you'll bear with me if I'm looking off in the wrong place. This is my first time doing a podcast. I'm a geriatric, so work with me. <laughs> doing my best. Doing my best. Well, you're, you're fitting in with us because we, we, we've been going for a year and we're still, uh, we're still some amateurs at the whole podcast realm, too. So <laughs> learning on the fly. Best learning. You know it. Life you learning is the best learning. So. <laughs> like one of the first times that we had, like, uh, we were watching. Uh, or no, we we're doing a sports podcast, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, everything just all Hades, like as you put, broke all loose. Up. Like everything started going wrong. We're like, okay, oh, what's yeah. going on though? <laughs> why? Why isn't this working? Like, <laughs> it took us. It took us a half an hour, and then we're just like, nope, we're done. Sorry, yeah. this podcast isn't being recorded tonight. Everybody, Murphy's Law: everything that can go wrong will go wrong. That's right. Mm. There you go. So, Very I true. Guess. Hopefully, we keep it together. Uh, our, our, you know, technical support is on on deck for uh, for this episode. That being RJ, of course. Well, I was going to say that's my three year old upstairs. I just have to go get him. <laughs> but Actually, my one year old running the touchscreen is probably the most efficient one. Isn't it? Isn't it amazing? My twelve-year-old granddaughter, my five-year-old granddaughter, are just flowing across these things. And oh, pop up! Let me show you how to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's. I, I'm just amazed by that. We are in the future. That is for sure. Um, that is for sure. But again, we are super excited to have you, uh, Mike. We can call you Mike, correct? Yeah, Mike, Michael, Peter, All right. call me whatever you want. <laughs> awesome. Uh, we're very excited. And again, obviously here at Untip Cake, we love to bring guests on who who we strongly believe that our listeners are going to enjoy. Um, so we're looking forward to learning a lot about you. So the floor is yours. We'd love to learn about your passions, um, you know, what got you on the path that you're on. Obviously, myself and RJ as well, we're both in recovery from alcohol. Um, we're very, very open. And so we would love for you to share whatever it is you would like to share. And we obviously will be asking you some questions along the way, too. So okay. let's start off the top. Who is Mike Taylor? Let me give you uh, the uh, synopsis short version. Born <laughs> and raised in foster care in Washington, D.C. Okay. Uh, in the 60s to 70s. No parents. More or less self-raised street kid. Uh, married. Uh, very young high school sweetheart. Uh Overwhelmed by life and no coping mm. skills, turned to addiction, made some horrific mistakes, wound up doing a 15-year sentence for armed robbery with a pellet gun. Real genius there. So like genius. I said, I did not get arrested. I got rescued mm. because I was literally on the path to self-destruction. And as much havoc as it caused, it actually saved my life. 
Right. Got out, got remarried, 15 years, horrible divorce, relapsed into absolute insanity. Uh, basically woke up one day and said, you know, this is not working. <laughs> You're not good at crime. You're not good at addiction. <laughs> so let's try something else. <laughs> so, you know, we, we decided to join the real world and do what other people do every day without a bozo uh, prize, without a reward without uh, expecting to be congratulated for, oh, I don't know, showing up for life. <laughs> so <laughs> that's kind of one of the things I find that a lot of us, uh, and I say us in, in the broadest sense, mm -hmm. uh, haven't developed the coping skills and have a lot of expectations. We want the same things that other people have without doing the work that they've done or having the skills for coping up with life's problems and the things that go on in everyday life. As uh, one of my earlier people told me in recovery, Mike, you're still going to have problems. It's just going to be the quality of your problems are different. Uh, Rather than trying to find where the drugs are today, you got to find where the tax office is today. Uh, <laughs> use that same enthusiasm to accomplish the goal, and you're golden. So that's kind of been my mantra. ROI, I wish I could get a Thug Life tattoo with ROI, return on investment. I've decided to invest in myself and my life and my family, and the returns have been quite substantial. I'm I'm happy with what I'm getting back on my investment in myself and those Absolutely. around me. Absolutely, I, I and we we really appreciate you sharing that because it's never easy talking about um, you know your mistakes. Um, I've I've never never been in prison, so I, I, that that's I'm I'm assuming is not an easy thing to chat about. Um, and so we, 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 we love to talk about what all that you have gained since your journey, you know, all that you have gained since you have stepped away from your substance use disorder, all that you have gained since you have, again, as you just stated, invested in yourself. And, and, uh, and so we'd love to hear, like, you know, how has that been? Uh, I'll tell you what I've gained in a nutshell. Look around. I'm at my child's house. I'm involved in my grandchildren. I am involved in myself. I've gained a sense of accomplishment and self-respect and a sense of self-worth. A lot of my personal issues in dealing with addiction dealt with feeling unworthy with avoidance. You know, it's mm. much easier to be high <laughs> than to deal with the fact that I either did some cruddy stuff or... I didn't do some normal stuff that I should do, or I'm overwhelmed by what I'm supposed to do. Mm. Uh, and rather than doing that, uh, I spent an enormous amount of effort uh, avoiding that. Uh, I like to say that if you take your average CEO and you take your average person who's using a substance, the right. same amount of effort that goes into waking up in the morning without a dime in your pocket and coming up with $200, $300 to support your habit, the acquisition, the use, all of those, that drive is the same drive. You know, you're an addict. What are you doing? Quality control. You're doing management. You're doing acquisitions. You're doing all of the same things in a different way. And mm -hmm. until you learn how to morph those skills, in my case, I learned those skills and then I put them to evil, but... <laughs> The point being, once you start to get some sense of self-value and uh, reconnect and, frankly, take the time to feel it, ouch, 
Mm. Not always the most fun thing, but mm-hmm. once you start to do that, it's not so bad. And you know what? The second thing, uh, and we were talking earlier, you got to be able to laugh at yourself. If you want to stay here, I'm sorry. This is a very serious subject. It's literally life and death. But if you can't laugh at some of your own stupidity, if you can't <laughs> laugh at some of the situations you've created or the insane lies that you've told, you're drunk, you're falling down, you're literally leaning sideways, and you're telling someone you haven't had anything to drink. <laughs> and if they light a match, the room is going to explode. But hey, <laughs> if you can't realize that that's funny as hell, <laughs> and thank God you're not there anymore. But if you can't get a chuckle, that's what keeps me centered, realizing just how gosh darn stupid I was, how funny <laughs> some of my insanity was. Mm. And, uh, you know... I'm here. Uh, tomorrow's here. As you hear, sorry. The, the grandkids are here. Don't apologize yeah. for the kids ever. <laughs> All right. But I'm a part of that. I'm, I'm a part of that now yeah. uh, to some degree and working more on reestablishing those bonds, that trust, and showing that, hey, you know what? I know I'm going to get hit with some lefts and rights. Mm. I'm going to get hit with so many lefts, I'm going to beg for a right by life. And uh, I'm okay. I can do that now. Uh, I've developed the network. And frankly, as you said, just coming right out with uh, the fact that you're an ex-felon and the time you spent in jail and what you did, I'm all about being above board. I have no shame. Mm. I have no pride in it either. It's not like, hey, you know. But at the same time, I own it. And once you own something, you kind of take some of the mystique out of it. You take some of the power out of it. It can't hurt you, I like and that. you can move forward. I like that. I like how you just stated that is is when you own up to your mistakes. Yeah, you 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 sort of take that power away from others who who plan to use it against you. You know, you 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 take it from them, and it's no longer ammunition to be yeah. used against you because it no longer hurts. You know, I like you saying that because a lot of people don't realize that part of. The process of recovery is realizing that not everybody's going to forgive you. Mm. Not everybody means you well. And just Mm. because they're family or have been friends doesn't mean that they're not, oh, sucking on a glass of haterade and really happy. Some people thrive on your discomfort, on your being the black sheep of the family or in this role. You've been so long. They're comfortable there and they're not comfortable with you changing. And you actually, it's hard to realize like, why do I feel like I'm not being supported? Because you're not. <laughs> because you actually are being undermined by some people. And you got to realize that's going to come your way. That's deep. That's deep. I gotta, this I gotta is, I love these nuggets that you're throwing out there. So yeah. one example of myself taking a long time to own something, I didn't call myself an alcoholic till we started the podcast. And it wasn't <laughs> even just the podcast. It was like, Eight, nine months into the podcast was the first time that I said, I'm an alcoholic. The first time was really uncomfortable. Now I can say, (laughs) now I can say like without, you know, a little bit of a a backlash or recoil or, you know, a sour face. I'm an alcoholic. I'm RJ. I'm RJ Zimmerman and I'm an alcoholic. And there is a lot of power in taking that back that you are like, that's so. Yeah. So true. Now, let me, let me ask you a question because that sends me to, and I don't want to go into too much of a tangent, but yep. when you say you're an alcoholic, is that a title? Is it simply naming a thing? Or is it, what is that when you say you're an alcoholic? 
That's a really good question. Um, I think, no, I think at first it was uh, a title, a little bit of a title. And that's why I think I kind of recoiled from it and had a little bit of a sour face. Mm -hmm. But now it's just a description of why I'm in recovery or why I'm, I'm sober. Because even though sometimes my mind likes to think, you know, maybe I could have like a drink or two and I'd be able to control it. Nah, nah, you, uh, like, uh, Becca, the unashamed alcoholic last week said she plays it out till the end. I have to do the same thing. Play the tape to the end. Yeah. I have to do the same thing. That's so true. I, yeah, I like that question. I'm going to end up with empty bottles around me. I'm going to end up with, you know, who knows where somebody's house that I shouldn't be at probably Mm. naked and, uh, (laughs) where my socks are. (laughs) <laughs> that I, can go so many different ways right uh so that's i gotta i gotta realize that i gotta take ownership of it and that's I'd like, what i've kind of done i like that yeah i i i really good really good question really good answer rj too i think for, for myself um calling myself an alcoholic now i think that point came for me the moment uh, in therapy actually once i realized what it all you know entails um, I sort of like to look at it as a three-headed monster, at least for me. You know, the act of actually consuming the alcohol is is one monster. The second is not in this order. I'm just naming them. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, coming down from that high, oh, yeah. that 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 depression, that yep. crash, that. and then the third, that anticipation. Yeah, yeah. Waiting for the pregame, the the See? all that that anticipation, the three-headed monster. That was a big thing for me. Was so mm-hmm. much went into. And my my drug of choice was crack. Mm-hmm. And there is a certain stigma that is associated with crack. The very term crackhead. Right. <laughs> One of my favorite terms. I'm sorry. <laughs> because <laughs> the, it's just, it's funny as all get out to me, the hierarchy. Because an alcoholic is uh, higher on the food chain than, let's say, a heroin addict. Yet a heroin addict will look down on a crackhead. Uh, and these are terms we and it it amazes me that there's this separation and there are these stigmas associated with addiction abuse mm-hmm. of self and others is abuse of self and others and it's just funny to me how even in our lowest state and in our different we will still categorize and find ways well at least i'm not on heroin <laughs> you know or, or at least i'm not smoking crack and the crack guys well at least i'm not a drunk and you're like really guys we're kind of all in the same boat here, so yeah. you I know. Can I mean, <laughs> yeah, can we can we just grab a paddle and start pulling right. in the right direction? There, there it is. The key thing there, but you know, I I live to laugh, you know. Mm. Um, and again, I'm the guy who will go to a mall and literally people watch, and I will laugh at everybody's outfit and laugh at my own because here i am fat guy out in my little brother's t-shirt okay (laughs) if you can't if you can't laugh at yourself that's a whole different thing then it's malicious and putting down but if you can find the humor like don't you have any friends how did they let you go out looking like that okay and my friends obviously abandoned me look what what i'm wearing if you can't be in that zone where it's a true back and forth laugh you know it's not at someone's expense it's just at the nature of life itself mm-hmm. that's the beauty of getting and i i hate the term sober because we're not sober we're just regular <laughs> everybody else isn't sober we've joined everybody else and yes it is sober i get it don't get me wrong but there are just certain um 
aspect. for me personally. Yeah, that come with yeah. that, that make yeah. it seem like you were setting ourselves apart when our whole mission is to rejoin normality. Mm. I'm not so much sober as I am here today for life. The fact that I have to be sober to do that is key. <laughs> Let's not forget that. But, you know, I don't want that to be my mantra is sober, sober. I'm an addict. I'm sober. No, I'm Michael. I'm here today. Oh, my God. I want to strangle this person because they're just and this is going on and I'm in DMV line. And these are life's problems. Look, the sun would come up. Good reason to get high. <laughs> Oh, it's a gray day. You know that, man. Look at it. It's outside. Well, might as well grab a blanket and a bowl. <laughs> you know, that I, I need not a reason. So mm-hmm. if I need not a reason to use, I need not a reason not to use. So there we go. You know, it, we. I find that the smarter people are, as it were, the harder it is to get sober. There's that word. And to maintain, because we have such a great defense system. We have all these amazing rationalizations for why we are where we are and what we do. You know, I had a friend who who would get high, and when he got high, there are all these affectations that come with, uh, we call them geeks, like when you're smoking. This guy's geek was his arms would go up, and he would be talking to you like this. In his mind, he was behaving perfectly normal. No idea that he's acting like a Tyrannosaurus Rex. While he's talking to you and swearing that he has not smoked any crack, okay? I haven't done any drugs. I didn't. <laughs> the give is there. Uh, Jim, could you open the door? Um, uh, well, uh, dude, <laughs> come on. This is what happens because he's got this great defense mechanism that right. tells him the world is buying his story. I am not high. I don't know why you would think I'm high. There's nothing going on here. Keep it moving. <laughs> like, dude, come on. <laughs> it's really funny when we get sober and we look back at our geeks and our behaviors and some of the insane lies we've told our, our families, mm. but we believe them. And that's the wonderful thing about your mind <laughs> and insidious. You will believe your own bullshit. Yeah. And yeah. gobble it up. And it is gourmet bullshit. <laughs> Until someone says, uh, excuse me, like the emperor and the kid with, you know, you're not wearing any clothes. Hey, that's bullshit. Once that comes to light, what a difference. And everyone has a, what they call aha moment or that comes to light moment. I think I was in the middle of smoking crack in a windstorm. It was blowing rain. I mean, rain sideways. is coming sideways. And I'm trying to hide behind a telephone pole. <laughs> of course, this isn't working. <laughs> At some point, it dawned on me as other people are running with their umbrellas in, you know, you might have a problem here. Many ones. So, yeah, I've had a couple of those moments. And it's funny how even after that moment, you'll still go out and do it until some shift occurs. But that shift can occur at anything and you never know what it's going to be. Same thing, that shift back can occur just as easily if we let our guard down, you know, mm. if we forget where we've been, then, you know, your destinies are repeated. So I'll never mm. forget it, but I will not carry it around like a burden. It's like a shirt. It's here. I get it. Right. It's a shirt, but it's a funny shirt. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> That's all uh, I'm saying. I love your, I love your, I love your outlook on it all. I, I, I think, I, I, th- I think you're right when it comes to looking back on on how you acted obviously hindsight being 2020 you're at a very comfortable place right now in your life spiritually 
emotionally, physically, etc., to where you're you're capable of looking back and being like, "Wow." Have you seen me? You said physically. Have you seen this? Oh man! Okay. Oh man! You look good. Right, you look good. Trust me. You're looking that's wonderful. Thank you. Right now, you can only see <laughs> neck down for me, and that's for a reason. There you <laughs> go. There you go. So, no, man. funny story. I was looking up pictures because we were going to re- record the podcast earlier with just audio, mm-hmm. and I look up Monte Ball on uh, Google, and mm-hmm. I hit images, and all these football I'm- pictures come up, and I'm like. Who is this person? This is from another I life. I was tiny. They are. Oh, not oh this the is same you. Person. Okay. I, I, and perfect like... segue. <laughs> I was like, perfect segue, though. I did oh. not. I didn't want to say under... anything, but it was. I was like, I I remember that, but when I was under the influence, I I didn't eat. I barely would eat. Alcohol was my yeah yeah those your main alcohol, my, my drink and food yeah <laughs> so hey, I would you know what they rarely... say there's a pork chop in every beer yeah <laughs> is that just Wisconsin is that just Wisconsin <laughs> that just... says that <laughs> I'm gonna go regional I'm gonna go that's a regional thing absolutely <laughs> it could just be Wisconsin because let me tell you we have plenty of pork chops at night oh Jesus uh, Mike so I know that you stated that your life life skills coach correct yes. So I love how you touched on that a bit. Uh, my question to you is, you know, we like to chat a lot here on our podcast about, you know, what we do today mm-hmm. that helps us to stay sober, what we do today to help our minds. You know, you got to craft your tools, craft mm-hmm. your work to stay ready to fight yeah. those thoughts that creep mm-hmm. in. So so what is it that you, you do today that is different from what you used to do when you were when you were using that's helpful? Oh, awesome. Great question. I'll tell you. Uh, first, uh, you were touched on it earlier. Uh, that another guest hit the same. Uh, play the tape to the end. Mm. I know that if I do A, B, C, D, awesome, best party ever, this rocks, hold it. Every time I do something stupid, I break out in handcuffs. So, mm. yeah, I don't want that rash. I, I really, <laughs> I, I don't want that rash. <laughs> That's the first thing. Second, I, I learned in, uh, of all places, in uh, a rehab because I've been to rehabs and learned something and been to rehabs and go, really, <laughs> really guys, mm. <laughs> I, I know more about this than you do. You're right. This is, is crazy. <laughs> I could teach this class and do a better job. But one thing that really stuck with me was learning the actual duration of a craving. And in general, a craving lasts 15 minutes or less. And there's nothing, especially after doing 10 years, 15 years, uh, that I can't do for 15 minutes. So when a thought comes in, you know, I just want to go over and see these people and show them how good I'm doing. Full stop. Think about that in 15 minutes. And let's see if that's really such a great idea. Second, call someone. My brain is defective when it comes to these issues so i like to run things by someone and i will call someone and they will literally start laughing hang up the phone dial me back and go have you lost your rabbit ass mind Mike? Ah. you, you want to go down to show your addict friends how good you're doing he said can we say that really slowly mike i want to show everyone how good i'm doing and that leads to okay so you know um, I'm in a place now where I can interact with, with uh, fellow addicts and mm-hmm. not get drawn into other people's things. But early in recovery, and even late in recovery, the beast is there. It is always 
I, I like to think of addiction as a living organism because pretty much it is. It's a brain dysfunction. It's a brain craving. It's a brain, whatever you want to classify it as. But it's something that needs to be fed. Yeah. Okay, low serotonin and dopamine levels, and those need to be topped off, and this is how we're trying to do it. Whatever your particular theory or methodology, how you want to come about understanding the beast, the beast is simply a thing that will be with you, mm. um, yeah. you know, for the rest of your life, much mm. like skin color and hair. They're going to mm. be there, and I just got to deal with them. This is the skin I'm in. This is the hair I got. No dreads for Mike. <laughs> but you know what? I'm okay with that. No dreads for Mike, no crack for Mike, <laughs> you know? Dreads aren't for everyone, crack's not for everyone, that Super Bowl beer isn't for everyone, you know? It's okay, though. I'm okay with being not okay, and I'm mm. okay with knowing that as not okay as I am in this aspect, I'm perfectly okay. I am dealing with my chemical dependencies, realizing what they are. They are not a character flaw. It's not who I am. It's what I do when I react to stressors, when I react to triggers. And once you start like to recognize those as what they are, this is a trigger. Here's someone who's suddenly come into money. Trigger. Here's someone whose girlfriend is arguing with them, and I just want to escape. Trigger. Recognize triggers as what they are. They're just tripwires. Well, what happens when you're dealing with minefields? There are people in things called mind sweepers. Yep. Clip, clip that tripwire, took the power away. Clip, that one doesn't do it to me anymore. Tip, you can't do it to me with that. And I realize it's an ongoing battle. And if I sleep, <laughs> you're still planning, but that's okay. I'm okay with you. We are at, uh, what would you call it? Uh, Switzerland. We're neutral. We're, you know, you stay there, I stay here, and everybody's fine. <laughs> and that's, that's kind of how it's going to be, you know? <laughs> That's awesome. That, that's me. I got I got goosebumps when you said it's not a character flaw. It's doesn't define me. Like that's oh, that it's so prescient, and I feel like we don't talk yeah. enough like that. Like yeah, you're so right. You know, mm. like a lot of times, especially early in recovery, you look at you look at yourself and you look at your past actions, and you're like, this this is me, and this is who I am. But is it, or can you grow from that? It, can you, can you accept Key. that this is that, and then you just grow from there? Mm. And There's that's a really thing. important way to to look at it as well. And you hitting on that, like yeah. putting into words, like that, just that gave me goosebumps. That was oh, right. I, well, I, thank I, you. I really, I really I, enjoy I, this conversation. I'm just sitting over here okay. smiling because you got a lot of good <laughs> nuggets you're dropping, and I just want to sit back and listen. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. thank you. Here, here's one other thing. If if I'm I'm on a roll here, <laughs> you are. <laughs> I learned that all through my life, um, this guy uh, was talking to me, and we were having a, a great conversation. He gave me an example about, and I know it's cheesy, but in your life as a kid and as an adolescent, essentially growing up in a family, you're getting coping skills, you're getting traumas. So you're going and picking up rocks and putting them in your bag. And this is where I got abandoned. And this is where I was left sitting on the stoop when the father or foster parent didn't come. And here's also the great rocks too. Oh my God, this is this amazing experience where I got to see this uh, concert that inspired me to want to be a musician. All of those rocks go in the bag. 
through life, that bag gets full. And until we start to actually go, you know what? This isn't serving me anymore. I don't need to be traumatized about the fact that I was raised in foster care. It happened. Uh, I built all these defensive walls around me to cope with that. But at this stage, set it down. Right. And as you start to unpack your backpack, there's a lot more room in there for good stuff. <laughs> I love the analogy. Yeah. I love that. I like that. I like that a lot. I think it's that's important. Yeah, we like we tend to carry, you know, our stress. We we and we carry it so much to where we can see physical signs. Yes. Of you carrying stress. Some people's shoulders are up here. Oh, absolutely. Some people are uh, you know, kind of crunched over or slouched over in a sense. Uh and so I think that is actually very, very important. And uh, mentioning that because let's let's try to stop it before it gets to those physical signs. Um, and let's try and actually go, you know what? <sighs> I did have this and this and this. Yeah. You know, they're not serving me anymore. You know what? I don't need to uh, block myself off from getting close to people because this woman broke my heart or this person abandoned me. They did abandon me. And it's not. It's not that I'm a bad person. It's also that person had their own stuff they were going through, their yeah. own issues. So I can't take on their decisions. Did their decisions affect me? Yeah. But if I start to actually look at myself and go, you know what? I don't deserve that. Um, I have to cope with that. And if I can make peace with that, I can let that go. Yeah. And I can give that back to the universe. So let me tell you a quick story. When I was... Um, about a year and a half ago, March 4th, I was living in Death Valley, California, working at Tacopa Hot Springs. Everyone go to Tacopa Hot Springs. Amazing place. Healing <laughs> Vortex. Right. Nice plug. Nice plug. <laughs> this episode brought to you by <laughs> Tacopa. <laughs> okay. So uh, the roads there literally go on for hundreds of miles, and they're often 45 minutes to three hours in between towns, depending on where you're going. I was on this road and driving the car coming towards us. I was a passenger, the wheel from a fifth wheel, a thing that was being hauled behind a truck, detached, hit our car head on, car rolled. Oh. I was, uh, the car rolled six or something times. Literally, absolutely, my back is broken. My neck is crushed in three places. I have Jeez. a herniated, I forget what you call it. But anyway, uh, a hella accident. Uh, wind up being airlifted, shock trauma, to Las Vegas. It took them 45 minutes to get to us after they were called. So that's how distance it is. Point being, as I crawled out of that car uh, after it rolled and the driver had gone to get help, uh, I'm black in the desert. <laughs> there are no lights in the desert. My only thought was, if I can just make it to that light, someone will see me. I've got to make it to the light. And I literally crawled hand over hand to make it to the light. And you would think it was a football field, but it was basically the length of a car once you rolled your body out and went from the driver's door to the headlights. I think of that in my addiction in that I just had to make it to the light. Mm. Once I make it to the light, I could be seen. And I could be seen as who I am rather than who I was. So I take that with me that, you know, there are going to be struggles, there are going to be times, and that was a horrific thing to happen, but I made it to that light. I made it to that light. It wasn't easy <laughs> by any means, but once I got to that light, guess what? Someone saw me, people ran down, I was given assistance, I was given support, I was medevaced, 
but I got what I got because I made it to the light and I didn't give up on getting to that light. And that's the thing that has to happen in this. We just got to remember, you got to hold on and make it to the light. Because once you get to the light. Wow. Uh, Wow. That's. That's an amazing story. How, Sorry. Are you okay? No. Are Are you okay now? Uh, how's your recovery been from that? Uh, Tacopa Hot Springs has uh, been amazing for my back. I'm sorry, I'm having good. fun with that. That's, that's good. good. No, no, we need but, to have fun uh, with it. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. That story was incredible. Like, that's an yeah. incredible you... story, and the way you related yeah. it, and how. But physically, you're doing you're doing okay. It hasn't. I'm I'm doing okay. I'm probably going to need back surgery. You know. Mm broken vertebrae but i got a settlement for the accident and instead of smoking it up i bought a house there you by go. my grandkids there and i'm go. in mississippi because i'm a different person but had michael the crackhead <laughs> got money <laughs> i'd be in vegas probably hey, holed up somewhere <laughs> hey at least you weren't doing heroin right <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go i wasn't one of those people right <laughs> For those alcoholics, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the alcoholics. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, I, I Mike, they stink so bad. Yes, you, have you have you written a book? You think? Of no, writing? I've been. I've that segment right there can you, you can do so much with that. Like that's so powerful. Well, let's talk. Let's expand. <laughs> I, so I'm all powerful. about it. I'm all about expanding ideas uh, and collaborations and and working. I really think that. All of us have so much to bring to the table. Mm. And I think that what's lacking here is there is not um, enough of uh, of a place to land for people. Look, this stuff should be shown in rehabs. All right. Mm-hmm. When you're in rehab, you should be talking to people a little further ahead of you. Not yeah. that much, but people that aren't talking down to you. You have a lot of people who have got a degree in addiction, but they've never done a drug in their life. Mm. They've never had an alcohol problem. They don't know the shame of looking at your wife going, the rent's gone, but uh, what had happened was, but they're going to tell you Mm. about how you feel. You know how I feel theoretically. Mm. For me, there's an inherent value to someone who I can look at and speak truth to truth. That lived experience. Yeah. And it doesn't take away from people with degrees who, who've studied and dedicated their life and are genuinely sincere in their desire to help. And God knows there's a skill set there. But I just think we, my fellow muckety-mucks, yeah. undervalue what we have to offer each other. And I, I just want to see more of that in the mix. You know, I, I want to mm-hmm. see more of that. I agree. I, yeah. I, I appreciate you sharing that because I, I when, as you were sitting there sharing your story and, and by you crawling and stuff, I was just thinking like that is that is first off, you know, I, I you know, take my hat off to, to what you had to go through and you powering through it and you, you know, gaining strength from those moments and being able to share your story to to us. So we're extremely grateful and also our listeners as well. And as you were sharing that part, I was just like, man, like your whole story, your book, well, not your whole story, because there's, there can be so many more. You're, you can do so much with that yeah. piece right there. And that's powerful. That is so powerful. Well, thank you. you. Lived but literally, I pass, literally, you yeah. pass out, you <laughs> have thoughts. And God knows if I if I gave you that. It's not the my life flash before my eyes, but there is a thought, oh my God, I'm going to die mm. here on this desert floor 
And what is there? What have I left? What carnage have I caused? What apologies have I not made? How have I not been able to show who I have become out here in the desert and how I've come back to myself? Oh, no, I'm never going to be seen as who I am. I'm going to be seen as who I was. And how horrible and sad is that? And a lot of our our fellow addicts have died in that place where Mm. they died mid the addiction. So no one ever got to see them as someone who's been, you know, able to have that redemptive turn, have been able to really express, even if they're in the addiction, look, that doesn't mean that you don't have a lot to offer and that you're not intelligent and that there's not a lot going on in there. There's a lot mid-addiction that you still have to offer, so don't feel that you don't have something. You just got to clear away the muck, and I get it. That's easier said than done, but part of being in the addiction is not valuing yourself and not being seen as having something to offer. Look, I can sit and talk to a guy at a bar who's having a beer, who's an alcoholic, but that guy could drop some pearls of wisdom on me and some things from his own life that he's aware of that really make me go, holy crap. And he's on his way to getting sober. He's not there yet, but it doesn't mean that what he has to offer right there isn't worthwhile. Mm. And that's the thing, you know, it's so hard to get you to start seeing yourself as valuable, as worthwhile, as having something to contribute. In the middle of your addiction or while you're using, even if you're still in the outskirts, the whole point of your addiction is to keep you in it. It wants to pull you down. There's a story about the simple fact that uh, I'm from Maryland, so Maryland is crabs. We love crabs. And growing up, people used to tell me, and I didn't let it sink in, Mike, if you hang out with these people... It's like being a crab in a barrel. Nobody has to put a lid on you or limit you. Those around you, like crabs, will pull you down. That's why the crabs can't crawl out the basket. Because if you put yourself with crabs, you're just going to keep getting pulled down. Lie with mm. fleas, you're going to get dogs. Yeah, lie with dogs, you're going to get fleas. Yeah. Lie with fleas. Yep. <laughs> All of those analogies are very true. Yep. Uh, one of the old guy told me, Mike, if you don't choose your life, your life is going to choose you. Mm. Yeah, I, I I I know this to be true, but I also know that you're damn right. And once you decide to choose your life, once you decide, uh, you know, that I deserve better than this, man. I deserve better than being the guy that people see and go, oh, here he comes. What bullshit story is it going to be for $20 mm-hmm. today? Uh, oh, here he comes. He's going to tell me he's going to show up, but he's going to actually be at the bar drinking and never show up. And I know I can't count on, oh, yeah, you're going to help me move. Sure you are. Ugh, I'm going to be here at my kid's game. You know, and the list goes on and on. When we don't show up, we do do damage, and we do have to own it. We can't laugh our way out of that, and that's okay. We can still go, I've done everything I can in an honest, sincere attempt to own it, to make uh recompense to reconcile now if you're not ready or able to see me as different than that that doesn't mean i am what you keep telling me i am oh you're an addict you're never going to be anything you're not reliable if i listen to your narrative of me i become your narrative i gotta write my own narrative you know what i was that that was chapter three we're in chapter 10 you want to get with the book (laughs) we're in chapter 10 that's where i'm living assignment yeah okay you're still on chapter three a great way to put it i'm yeah. i'm gonna have to, i'm at the i'm gonna have to steal some of that mike please, please. <laughs> that is uh, so beautifully put man it really is that really oh, is. thank you 
No, believe me, I deal with it. I, I've done damage. I I have uh, you know, people who will always view me as, you know, this addict, this crackhead, this is and it wouldn't matter what status in life I am. And I have been wealthy at one point and in a one point five million dollar home and still looked at as oh He's just going to, you know, there was still mm. the hesitance, the that's who he is, even at that state in life. So it doesn't matter where you are. There are people who are, like you're saying, always going to have that view of you. I own it. I did it. I've changed. I'm doing what I can. Either get with the boat or just get out the way. Just mm. get out of the way. And there's some yeah. people that you're just <laughs> never going to be able to prove yourself to, no matter how much you want nope. to. Nope. The key is to figure out who those people are and kind of separate yourself from them a little bit. That's hard. It I'm is telling very hard. Because it is very hard. Like if, okay, it's your kid. You've done some left, didn't do show up, whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, at some point, you owe your kid because you're my family. I've let you down. At what point do you say, you know what? I've changed. I've made as much amends as I can. And I'm not going to let you beat me down. That's a hard dynamic because, oh, I was a parent and I so screwed up. And how do I forgive myself for this? It's not my place to forgive myself. I did wrong to you. It's up to you. No, I did what I could to make it up. I owned it with no shades on it. I let you say all the things you needed to say, the things that were true, the things that were actually emotionally augmented or Mm -hmm. by your co-parent who often pour poison on our salad with our children. You That can lead you right back to the same self-destructive mode. If you can't get to a place where you go, you know, man, that was a hard blow. You really told me everything you thought about me and then some. Get it? Got it? Mm-hmm. I'm done. I doesn't mean that I didn't do it. Doesn't mean that I don't need to earn your trust and 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 show you who I am. But if you will not allow me to do that, if you're only going to hold me in stasis in this place, I can't do it because right. that's going to lead me right back to here. And that's a hard, hard place to go. How you evaluate that is a case-by-case basis. You got a best friend who you grew up with, but he may actually be a person who's your best friend because you're always fucking up. And he gets to feel the rescue ranger or superior. And when you move away from that position, mm-hmm. that's uncomfortable for some people. Right. They don't want to see you in a different position. They refuse to, not just because of the past, but because they are very comfortable with the roles that you've been in for a long time. So, yeah, it's about really stepping back sometime and just going, you know, every time I say something or do something positive, so-and-so is always there with kind of one of those snicky comments. It's just kind of a little always. cut, a little nick, a little thing. Yeah, we call those chickens because they just pluck you to death. One little pluck at a time. Pluck, 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 pluck. And you're like, oh, the plucks don't hurt. But over time, they've dug a hole in your psyche. Okay? Mm. And what do you do when we have a hole in our psyche? We fill it up. What do we fill it up with? We, addicts, (laughs) fill them up with drugs. (laughs) Okay? We're learning a new skill set. But that's how you set yourself up for failure. And it's taken me a long time to find my own patterns and figure out how to try and navigate, you know, this new thing. I just know one thing. Using's not an option. It's not a desire. So it's just not a good. desire. So that's you get good. to that point. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah, that's I'm glad you mentioned that because we we talk about that as well as once you you come out of, you know, the addiction bubble in a sense. Again, it's something that 
you know, you're going to take with you for the rest of your life, but you're no longer using, but still there, as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. How do you go about navigating your life now? Everything seems now you have to face those emotions. Yes. You know, like now you can't you can't use to 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 drown those emotions out or to run from them. Now you're in your raw form and have to face the music. Meaning and it's a rotten up, band. Yeah. Uh, it's a rotten band. All sour notes. It's all sour notes. It's the cacophony of of uh, just absolutely the worst music you can imagine. Whatever genre you don't like, it's that on steroids, okay? Mm. Um, you know, Yoko Ono screaming into a microphone for two hours. Sorry, Yoko, I apologize. But, <laughs> but seriously. There's, those emotions are just raw, they are. and they can bombard you. Now, some of the techniques I use, as literally cheesy as it is, just saying, you know what, I'm going to take one thing and explore it and go, you know, I feel like this because, and focus on that one thing for a minute and then go, look, five minutes is enough of that. I'm going to think about something else and as hard as it is to switch, but I gave that a little time hmm. and now I'm to a little time. And a little... Now we'll circle back to that, but I won't allow myself to dwell on something for only so many minutes and then I'll hmm. go, all right, all right, cut this out, cut this out because I'll spiral, you know, yeah. and I know that about myself. Because I can get into where, you know, you really need to own all this crap you've done. And, man, only a bad person could have ever even done such things. I don't care what drugs you are. Man, you really had to cut off your conscience to be able. And it's like, no, 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 no. This dialogue you're trying to feed me is all to one purpose. So that I feel like crap. So that I feel like I have no options. So that I come back to my beloved Oh, thank you, baby. So good you're here waiting for me. Yeah, no, no, we're not getting back together. All right? <laughs> Never, <it>. ever. <laughs> That's it. a true breakup. But it. It, it's really funny the way, you know, our minds are fascinating things, man. You can, and I become obsessive compulsive. It's why, you know, I, I love music. I'm a drummer. Give me a beat, and I'm just, I'm in heaven, and I just zone out on it. I realize that same myopic focus can go into negative. Mm. a trait that's great can be a trait that's bad so instead of focusing on well gee why were you abandoned as a child maybe they looked down at the crib and saw you were bad and just you know from existence you were never meant to... you know i could do that and there are a lot of people who deal with abandonment issues abuse issues women who've been beaten and hit and i've got four daughters so i'm highly you know attuned to my own oh my god i left my children and girls out in this world. And I've seen what happens to girls and they're being abused by men and them all feeling like it's their fault. And that self, well, if he abused me and he abused, it must be all me. Well, there's just patterns. And a lot of times patterns aren't our fault. We look for what we learned and until we can break that chain, until we can go, you know, I'm not looking for a rescuer who's actually going to be about oppressing me in the long run. I'm not looking for my dad because, you know, I, I'm here and I'm my own person now. Yeah. And, until you can do that, you know, and, and boys too, because boys are looking for their dad. I don't want to hear that nonsense. Many mm. of us young men or young men, <laughs> many men are looking for father figures in their life that they never had. And they're trying to be the men that they really had no example to be my concept when i got married of what marriage was brady bunch 
and TV shows. And this is what yeah. family is supposed to be because I didn't grow up in a family. Well, reality slaps you in the face and you got to work and make bills and do this and do that. And it's not the Brady Bunch, buddy. Okay. Right. It, right. It, money doesn't just come and stress comes and the stress between your partners. And if you don't have good interpersonal skills, and even knowing how to fight fair, as it were, you know, to be able to address issues and uh, play fair, as it were, and let things go and not hold resentments. If you haven't been taught those skills, at some point, two things have to happen. One, you have to realize, hold it. I'm not broken. I just didn't have a set of instructions. Mm. And second, you got to decide, I want to look for a set of instructions. <laughs> hey, you know what? I like this guy. He's doing it right. You know, um, I'm not trying to, but I'd really like to bend your ear for a bit. How do you do this? You know, how do you do that? Mm. Um, there's uh, what's his name? Some guy, Tony Robbins. I'm sorry. But the, one yeah. of his sayings that I did love uh, <laughs> <laughs> is success leaves clues. Take the rest of it and you know, over here. But like the that. fact I like that. That success leaves clues. You look at people and you kind of mentor after them. And I go, you know, this guy's been in marriage for 30 years. Um, they seem, you never know what's going on behind closed doors, but they are functioning at a level that goes, man, I, I want to at least outwardly function on that level. I don't know what's going on behind the closed doors. No one does. But if I can at least fake it till I can make it, I can learn and these habits become habitual and, and, I, and I get it. There are role models out here all over the place. You know, we just have to open up our eyes and actually decide we want them. Men, it's a little embarrassing. Oh, I need someone to teach me how to be a man. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I need someone to teach me how to live. I need to look. And there's nothing wrong with looking for examples of people who are doing it right. And I want to emulate that. I don't want to be the guy on the block that I used to want to be the kid with the, you know, the drug dealer with the money and the girls and the fast car. Don't want to be that because that was the only examples I had growing up. Those were the men in the neighborhood. Uh, okay, guess what? <laughs> I'm not good at what they do. <laughs> I'm just not. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that's not a career choice for me. Uh, it didn't work out so well. So maybe you want to start looking for something different. So, you know, at some point we, we got to make a shift and we got to make it okay to make a shift. You know, mm -hmm. we got to make it okay for men to ask for help. Ask for help. Ask yeah, another guy for absolutely. help. Absolutely. And yes. that's, you know, being able to see, too, that, you know, as young, young men, I think maybe all all three of us, you mentioned the drug dealer on the corner with all the money, we looked at the wrong examples. You know, we looked at the people that we thought, oh, this is what a man is. But at the same time now, we're starting to change that a little bit. Like, yeah. I always looked at it. I uh, don't show emotion, support your yeah. family. Like, yeah. And, it doesn't matter what you get in life. That's mm -hmm. just how you have to be, like whether you're yeah. happy or not. And that's it. Like, but yeah, I'm not saying that that's bad. Yeah. That worked, but it just doesn't work for me. It is bad. What are you talking about? Don't show emotion. <laughs> you want? I, I, I don't on. disagree with you. I just okay. That that's horrible. I don't you necessarily should... want to throw my dad under the bus like that, dude. Yeah, no, <laughs> we're not. Whereas I don't want to throw him under the bus, but I want to go for you. It's true, you though. want to it be is. able to show emotions. You want to be able to, to hug your kid and tell your kid I love you and, and feel free to do that. We're in a weird yeah. place where what it is to be a man is being redefined. I mean, 
Uh, am I to be tough and just buckle it down and hold my emotions? Am I to be hyper expressive and a metrosexual with my nails manicured? I don't know what the definition is. I'm not knocking anybody's and please before someone says, oh, he was right. this or that phobic. This is not the case at all. Exactly. What we're saying is it's really hard to be a guy at this time. It's really hard to know what to teach my guy, what to teach my little grandson. How do I teach you to be a man, what the roles of a man are? Should you open the door for a woman? Are you assuming she can't do it for herself? Are you being polite? <laughs> are you being condescending? It's just all so amorphous right now. And it's a good thing that men can say, you know what? I don't got it all figured out. Uh, I don't know. Because mm. it, it, I was taught that's, you don't say that. Yes. That's like, you know. Number one. That's that's what we, it's I mean, okay that's to honest. Not know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because frankly, if you find the person who does know, I'll be impressed because it's just it's Neil so ever shifting. Yeah. Oh, no, I love him. Oh, okay. All right. Hold it. Can we, we just, have a moment of we silence? Just, oh, my goodness. We just, we <laughs> All right. Yeah. What's the yeah. man today? Neil deGrasse Tyson. That's yes. Follows. May we have a moment of silence? Yes, I like Neil. Is, I love him. I like I like I like Neil a lot, but uh, you're not taking. Are you more of a Bill me. Nye the Science Guy person, Mons? I I want just a little bit more conspiracies. He, uh, you know, really, Neil oh. is very conservative with his uh, his out his you're outlook right, on science yes. is not right. Because he is he's a numbers guy. He's a, he's yes. an astrophysicist. That's what they do. Yes. They're 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 they're. They're like this. There are okay. Does, that there's, a with the, there's a matchup with the numbers. Yes, okay. <laughs> uh, I, I no. love him. I was literally. I'm. I'm. Uh. It's. It's funny because I guess what when you're not spending your time getting cracked and spending your money getting cracked, you buy a beautiful projector and a subscription <laughs> to National Geographic and go. other channels. And I've been watching all this Neil deGrasse and like, uh, like all these science programs, and I am just in love with the fact that. Oh my God! The universe is amazing. The world is amazing. What was I doing? Getting high? What the? Mm. How much time did I waste? It because a lot of getting high was the socialization, the acquisition, the you know, it, it consumes so much of your time and of your focus. Yeah, it, it's a thing to do. It's like someone gets up nine to five to go to work. I get up nine to five to figure out how I'm going to get high, and I'm going to. Mm. I realized that that was my socialization, though. My association with these people, all on our same insane mission, limited and crazy and chaotic as it was, was my social group. Yeah. You look around and you go, this is what I've chosen? Um, wow. And or you're not looking down. You're just looking around and going, I think I want something different for myself. And it's okay for me to want something different for myself and that I deserve something different for myself. It's hard for people who haven't been taught to say, it's okay to want more. Oh, you're greedy. Be happy with what you have. And if some things are ingrained in them, even we're in a bad place, we don't necessarily have the skills to really truly believe we deserve better or deserve more. You, you have to grow up, either grow up through your addiction and come to that point or grow up with those examples. Hey, you deserve better you, and you can do better. You can do better. And it's hard. It is not easy. Let's, let's face a couple of facts here. Everybody acts like I went to rehab, I got it, and that was it, and boom. Why aren't you straight? Why aren't you have a car? Why don't you have this and this? Uh, sorry, we're playing catch-up. A lot of us are dealing with the fact that, oh, here's those words, arrested development. 
Our emotional development really, we know for a fact, kind of retarded at the time we started using drugs. Now, it doesn't mean we're still 14, 12, or 16, but it does mean that we've missed major developmental milestones yeah. mm-hmm. and interactions with other people, and we have to own that and go, you know what? <laughs> okay, uh, that's where I'm at. That's why I still laugh when I hear someone say silly teenage boy things. I'll giggle in a meeting. <laughs> I go, all right, that's a definite sign. That's because it's still penis. funny. Let's be honest. Think, okay, try to decide that. Am I arrested <laughs> development or is it still funny? It's still you know, funny. it's like every time, I, yeah. every time I fart around my oldest, he laughs. Daddy, you farted. You're funny. It's like okay, it's funny at any age. Okay, that, there you a, go. Okay. There are some things that are, you know, I always try to say, man, my addiction has really kicked my butt because here I'm in a serious meeting with all these, you know, suits and whatnot. And someone will say, uh, you know, something stiff, this or something, but I will giggle like a teenage boy. And I'm like, wow, Mike. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm not sure where you're at on this, but okay. It's good to know. I'm okay. That it's, it's universal. All right. We're all guys. We're always going to be guys. So that's okay too. I feel better. I feel better. Yeah. No, it's so funny that you say that stuff because I think, you know, our community, the recovery community, we all understand like it's 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 not as if we're taking life as a joke now or as everything is a joke. We understand that no matter what moving forward, my life is going to be better if I stay away from my substance use. So we already wake up feeling like, okay, I'm going to crush today. No matter what happens today, as long as if I stay away from the bottle, I'm always going to be feeling good. So I think that's uh that, that's how I kind of view and it. Like I, us I, making... I, I got to hit you with that one. Yeah. I wake up and go, oh, my God, this day sucks balls. I'm, excuse my language. No, no, Sorry. no. no. Sorry. Everything, everything humanly possible is going wrong. My grandkid just ran in to wake me up, stepped on my balls, <laughs> and then fell on my nose. So this is my wake up. I didn't oh know you woke God. up in the Zimmerman household. And I love you. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, I like the references. So I have, I, I will admit, I have days where I'm like, holy crap, this is it? I gave up getting high for this? I mean, oh, like, uh, my tooth hurts. I don't have insurance. So what am I? And I but, but I will go with you that at the end, no matter what else, mm. it ain't going to get better by getting high. It ain't mm-hmm. going to get any better. I'm not going to have any more money. I'm not going to have any more self-esteem. Well, again, it goes back to that, that the mantra that lives in my head. I'm always going to have problems. It's yep. just the nature of my problems is going to be different. And I'm okay with the nature because, oh, my God, as you say, the nature of my problems, waking up with sore balls and a broken nose is a lot better than waking up with sore balls, broken nose, no wife, empty bottle, in jail, with handcuffs, going, what the hell happened? I'll just take those two. You can keep the other three, you know? So it's an a la carte menu when it comes to misery and pain. So I, I totally agree with you there. That's very true. And yeah, I'm so glad yeah. you you corrected me on that because you're right. Yeah. Obviously, every day is not great. Um, but you're right. The stuff that we have to manage, just life yeah. in general is what we got to manage now. Yeah. But it, we're not going to make it worse by, by, by using. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. We are going to make it worse. We're not oh, going to yeah, make it yeah. better. We're not going to make it, it worse by using. Make... You heard it right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Go yeah. ahead. You're not going to yeah. make it worse. <laughs> but, uh, What's the worst that can happen? Well, you're about to find <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. You're I was going to make it worse. As you get to, I just got back from Missouri. Five yeah. and a half hour drive. So I'm um, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got to have some fun with you. But yeah, but, no, you're absolutely right. You know, life is serious. You can't. This is the thing, guys. 
please keep doing what you're doing. Because so many people are out here, this is a serious subject. Lives are being lost. Lives are being destroyed. Fortunes smoked up and ruined. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. And it's It's absolutely true. true. There's no one who knows it more than us. Mm -hmm. That we've all either lost friends to the field or we've seen or created the carnage. We get it, people. But guess what? It was damn funny when I sat there telling the stupidest lie with my arms like this saying, I'm not high. That was funny. I'm sorry. It was stupid. It was idiotic. But it was funny. And if you cannot look for the laugh, if you can't, why are you here? All right? Being sober should not be a, quote, unquote, just straight and I'm serious. And this is, have you done your step work and have you read? No, guys, guess what? I need to associate with different people. I need to re-associate with the people who probably wanted me around the whole time, but I was too busy being drunk, high, or whatever to be here for. Most of life, for most of us, is already going on around us. It's just waiting for us to rejoin it. Mm. Now, very few people have to go out and find a life. And there are people who are isolated, and they don't have a, a boatload of friends because only people they know were their drug friends. So you really do have to kind of start yeah. from scratch. But guess what? That's not the worst thing in the world to no. go to. So, there's so many things online where there are meetups and there are things where people are going to do uh, you know, painting classes or yeah, yeah. meeting up for hikes. So there's no excuse for saying, but I or just can't us. make friends. Or there's yeah, us. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Give a call. Come in. Turn in. <laughs> yes. Send us a message. We'll answer you. I promise. You can there ask you go. you sent us a message. Nobody should feel isolated and alone, and nobody should use that as an excuse to go, well, I would, you know, but I don't know anybody anyway. So, nah, man, uh-uh, not going for that BS. Reach right. out. There are people here. There are people right. who give a damn. There are people who've been where you are. And that's the other thing. We can get to such a place where it's just so serious that we feel like, you know, mm-hmm. my very nature is just telling me constantly, I'm the worst thing in the world. I've done the worst stuff in the world. I'm a horrible human being. It's all my character. I must be shit. That's why I'm... Sh- no, no, no. That right. is this cycle. And, and you got to break it. You got to just remember, yeah, you've done some dumb stuff. Don't don't lessen the dumb stuff you did. Don't lessen the fact that you need to go to some people and say, you know what? I'm sorry. I did this. I own it. It's yours, man. Yeah, I'm done. I I, I yeah. own it. I gave it up, and I'm exhaling. You know, there's a really thin line between saying, "Well, I did this. I forgive myself, and it's okay." Well, no, you can't screw people over and just right. say it's okay. You got to change, okay? Mm-hmm. But you're not going to go back and change what you did, no matter what what it was. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter what it was. You're not going to change it, but you can change going forward. That's the thing. You can always change directions in anything going forward. And that's kind of how we decided to build this community. And what we're doing is we're trying to create a place for people to be able to grow. Because you don't grow from all the positives and everything. You grow from rock bottom up, right? You grow from your mistakes. Mm -hmm. You you have to start at your base and then get go and be better. And that's, that's what... We understand that's what we like to do. Like we've made a lot of mistakes. We try to be, uh, yeah. you know, upfront about it and let people know, hey, mm-hmm. 
we were not great people. That's why we're sober, right? I mean, yeah. that's, that's why we have a glass house. We ain't going to throw a stone at you. I'll go with you there. I was going to go. We were we were good people. We made bad choices. Okay, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yes. Yeah. True. You're great. good people. We just made bad choices. That's, but that's okay. That, there is a lot of truth to that. And yeah, we, you know, when you grow, you obviously make mistakes along the way, whether you think you're Oh, right, absolutely. Whether you... You know you're not necessarily like you know that the decision you're making is not the best decision, but you make it anyway. You can grow from that, and that's really you where have it comes to from. absolutely yes, yes. So giving people a, a place <coughs> to so grow sorry. is kind of what we look at, and you know yeah. we're going to allow people to make mistakes and yep. grow, and that doesn't yeah. mean we're not going to hold people accountable. But you can't hold people accountable if you just throw them aside and in the trash. Thank you. Okay, because who learns? Who learns when you take someone and say, oh, here's the thing. My daughter, you know, Tosh, what happened to her with the the Twitch and all that. Literally, statements taken out of context and used and absolutely got X'd out by that crappy community. And yeah, I can say that. Those people just turned on this child on a dime who's done nothing but try and help people. And because some person made uh, uh, a scurrilous accusation the day she won an award... Everyone absolutely turned on her. That is the example of what you do not want your community to be like. Unforgiving, absolutely. judgmental, yes. pompous, um, and just absolutely condemning. You know? mm-hmm. Rather than, wow, if this happened, whew, I really hope you do better. And I think that you're holding yourself accountable and you're going to do better going forward. Hey, if you slide again, we'll talk about it then. But yeah. right now... I understand that doesn't happen there. So I want to make sure that and whatever you, you guys are doing how can stays you hold different people accountable from the outside. Right. Like you want to preach accountability and you want to preach that like there yeah. is a time and we've talked about that in this podcast where you have to walk away. Where you have to yeah, say, absolutely. You're just not, not going to yeah. change. I yeah. Just, you're I'm not, not there. Associated. But if you don't allow people the room and opportunity the to grow and the opportunity, how how hypocritical are we being? Yeah. Right. You so, know, like yeah. we had to grow from a point of yes. where we were not mm-hmm. making bad choices and, you know, not being great people. Maybe yeah. good people who've made bad choices, but there we go. There, yeah. That's all. It's the verbiage is all important. That's My good people who made bad choices. Mike, yep. I'm so glad you brought that up because we, that is why we started this podcast is because we want to create a community that, that welcomes everybody and understands that, you have to meet this person where they're at. Meet key. them. Where That's they're the at. key. Where they're, where they're at, at, not where you want them to be. Exactly. Yep. Meet them where they're at. Meet them where they're at. We're, we all have we all have worn different shoes in this life. Yes, we're all not wearing the same shoes. We're not walking the same path. <coughs> Excuse me. Are you talking so, about a night that I was drinking? Because <laughs> no. So no, what I'm getting at is exactly what you guys have stated. Where it's we have this community. This this community preaches about growth you know, respect, love, helping people to grow and then um and then just pull the rug out from underneath somebody. I think that's extremely hypocritical and and um that's why we decided to stay. Yeah. Be- I want someone to be able to call in and say, Hey guys, you know what, you have me on as a guest and I gotta tell you, I I, I slipped. I got drunk last night, you know? Yeah. And for you guys not to go, okay, well, goodbye. Right. I'd like to have people to go, man, tell me what's going on with you. Yeah. You know, what happened? What, why, what's hurting? You know, I got you, you know, come here and share, man. There's no judgment, 
Nobody's like, oh, well, I guess your advice doesn't mean anything. It's mm. like, dude, your relapse and slips and, and humanity are part of this. People are flawed. You know what? Yeah. I'm not going to judge you. I'm not looking down. And I'm not going to look any different on you. Now, if it's the 88th <laughs> relapse in 30 days, uh, it's time to walk away. Yeah, But, absolutely. you know, there, there there has to be a line in that room for forgiveness. This whole yeah. concept is about forgiving ourselves and trying to create a community, I would hope, that is forgiving and supportive yes. and gets it, man. We get how hard it is. It's not easy all the time, you know? And if, It's if not. People, if people said the right thing all the time, then there would be a lot of therapists, a lot yeah. <laughs> out, of, out, of, out, of, out of work. Out of work, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> If if we had no faults of our own that we're trying to correct. Correct. And and I want to make sure that (laughs) earlier I was talking about people who've never done drugs um, and their opinions versus I am an avid believer in therapists and therapy. Therapy Mm -hmm. has helped me enormously. Uh, It is literally very much a part of why. So I don't want to make sure that that is, is not the takeaway. The takeaway is that there is value in people who themselves have done drugs who have experienced it and it's not putting that one down it's just trying to lift this one up a little bit because there are a lot of people who have a lot to offer and um they're insecure they don't value what they bring to the table or and the professional community quite frankly doesn't value addict life experience by way of being able to help as Mm -hmm. much as as i think it should so that was my point there i think that's yeah that's a good point and you know a lot of some people they don't do this for added stress and everything, and I'm not saying it's added stress, but we accept the stress that comes with the growth, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, we accept yeah. the stress with trying to help people learn. Try to, yeah, you know, there's a little bit of stress that comes with listening to other people's stories. It's not oh, yeah. always inspiring, like it. Uh, yeah. Sometimes it can drag you down a little bit. That's okay. There's nothing I- wrong with that. But and a we lot understand a lot. You're absorbing a lot of trauma, and you're absorbing a lot of uh, other negative experiences. Yeah. And to be able to absorb that and let it go, don't don't dis- discredit that because that takes a lot for both of you to open yourselves up to your own traumas and share them. But to absorb other people's traumas and try and tai chi it and turn around and push it out there mm. to be good. Yeah, that's that's a lot, and it's a great yeah. thing, and, and I admire you guys. Some for that. people don't don't want that, and there's nothing mm. wrong with that, right? So that's another thing to look at as well from other, uh, you know, other communities. But like, like we're here, we're here to stay, we're here to. You better. It's needed, right? Like, right? <laughs> you like, better. It's we're needed. Not, we're serious when we say. You can get a hold of us and let us know, and we'll try our hardest to help you. We're not yep. medical professionals, yeah. But you know, you're ta- we do have that addict. Hold it, hold it. You're not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I write that down. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was uh, misrepresented. I tell yeah. you. <laughs> it's Mike. Like, oh, yes, sorry. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go, go, go. No, I was gonna, I was just going to share. We're kind of getting towards the end, winding yep. down. So if there was anything that you wanted to kind of share, um, last few words or what have yeah. you. And, and then we kind of want to learn a little bit about, you know, maybe if you play some video games or something or, you know, what's up? My my daughter does. I will yeah. love to, to play with you guys. Let me let me wrap up saying this. My, my journey has been one that has been fraught with ups and downs of mm-hmm. epic proportions. 
I'm talking Himalayan valleys and Himalayan peaks mm. from literally being born and left at a hospital to marrying your high school sweetheart to failing at that to marrying another woman and starting a government company with her being incredibly successful to being divorced and uh, abandoned and short shot and literally kicked in the gonads emotionally, especially as a person with attachment issues, my stuff. Mm. So I, I know of up, down, and 15 years sentence, 10 years in prison for my own stupidity. And as I said, not arrested, a rescued. I know of deprivation. I know of great heights and great lows. And through it all, the one thing, the one consistent thing I can tell you more than anything else is the drugs don't help. <laughs> they don't help. <laughs> they, they hide, yeah. but they don't help. They never will. They never have. Uh, they haven't invented the drug that's going to help you. An illicit drug. <laughs> you know say, uh, it's going to help you. Viagra. Yeah. guy at one point i lost my mind (laughs) i I lost my mind i had two king-size beds pushed together in a strip hole at the end of my (laughs) bed okay so trust me Uh, i've been there done that uh i'm not i swear i'm not kidding it was yeah one of the things my douche ex used in my divorce But, um, we may have to uh, we may have to bring you on another another episode. Oh, I think so. A couple months from now and share like some stories. Share I, some I, stories. I know I know about excess, and I know about the fact that the, one of the best things that's ever happened to me in my life is just being around my grandkids, being around my daughters, just showing up and going to the store to buy a new couch. Yeah, yeah, you know, just interacting and talking to some person having a girlfriend that you're able to actually say this person actually cares about me Mm. have you met me (laughs) realizing that you know that's look we're all here for a finite amount of time we have all misstepped this way that way the other not a thing to be gained by beating yourself up so much to be gained by loving yourself and saying i deserve a chance those around me deserve a chance for what i can bring into their lives and my own you know, I have something to offer. That's each and every person. For the most part, there are inherently douchebags out there, but they're few and far between. Most people really are hurting in need of help yeah. or just trying to figure it out, man. You know, yeah. and, and give yourself a break. Give yourself a break. Wow. Wow. RJ. <laughs> I was going to say, Kit Kats have four of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just man. What? That that's uh a break. Give yourself honor. a break. Oh, there we go. Bar. Okay. Oh, I didn't get that. Teenage <laughs> boy. I was going with four teats. I was like, what? What? Okay. All right. That was Zoom. I'm sorry. Right, no, that was that was very the wisdom is not lost on me. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Thank I'm you. a dad. You. I'm a dad. <laughs> that right. was such I yes. agree with that. Okay. <laughs> that was good okay mike yes it sir it's been an honor a privilege oh, really, and, and and a privilege yes i we i truly mean that i really do um we're very grateful that you oh. have lended your time uh and been so vulnerable uh, and yeah oh all your wisdom I, i'm i'm humbled gentlemen genuinely and i i genuinely like you guys 
addiction or not, I would want to hang out and have a beer with you. Ha <laughs> ha. No kidding. <laughs> but, now that was a dad joke. Okay. <laughs> that was it. But I would love to, I would actually love to get to go know you guys as, as people. Yes, I think what you're doing is amazing. And, uh, you bring a sense of honesty to it. That is, uh, that's not out here a lot. And I, I think it's wonderful. You guys have taken a negative and are really making a positive. And I could not be more serious. We'll talk about this off air about that project that I think we need to really work on. And you, my friend, I think will be awesome. I, I, I think there's just really got something here. I, I agree. I agree. Uh, I'm excited. So, mm. Michael, if people want to keep up with you, is there any way, uh, you know, the, the Twitter, um, the tweeter? The Facebook, no, I don't, the, yeah, I, um, the TikTok. Do you, have a, do you have a TikTok? No, I don't have any of those things because literally, <laughs> I just moved down here uh, to from from there. I will in a week. What I'll do is I'll uh, I'll, I'll shoot you something to to add on as soon as I get the rest of this up. And for yeah. some reason, people can't find me on Facebook. I, I don't know why, but when they look me up, it just hmm. they they don't find me. So, but we'll work on that. We'll work on that. But I'll definitely. She just some information. I'd love to have people reach out. I really uh, just like the opportunity to interact with people. It helps me <laughs> whether or not people get it. Talking to other people yep. and uh, interacting with other people in this way is really helpful for my sobriety, as well as I like to hope that it in some way helps and enhances them. Mm. Well, like it's I said, I, we are so great. You're lending your time mm. to us. Especially with your grandkids, <laughs> where, uh, uh, I'm sure you want to give back to them, and yeah. we are just—we're very fortunate. We're fortunate. Oh, thank you, guys. I really we, appreciate. We would it. like to extend an open invitation anytime you'd like to come back. Hit us up. I this don't do so that. Fun. Don't do that. It'll become a three-man show. Okay. <laughs> Be we careful. Get a new Be careful. Made. <laughs> I, I would love that. I, I I may take you up on it. Remember. All right. This is a verbal contract. For those of you listening, <laughs> I would love it. Well, guys, thank you so much for your time. Um, I will give you a call a little later. And, uh, yeah, let's flow. You, sir, I, I really want to get a, get you in on a, a thing, and let's let's see what we can do here. Let's yes, bring sir. something unique to the cerebral community. Yes, please. Yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, everybody, let's have a good week. Thank you for catching us Great. on this uh, a different kind of time. And let's try to be better tomorrow than we were today because – at least if we don't make it, we tried. Mm. And no, great, no. Great we will no. make it. We, we will be better. <laughs> we will be better tomorrow because True. just by the very act of breathing, we're going to learn something. I don't care. Even if it's we let someone else in line in front of us, every day we're going to learn something and we're going to rock it. We are going to rock Sorry, it. We are going to rock it. All right. <laughs> No, we appreciate the <laughs> just the positive outlook on everything. That's 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 what we need, and you've been very helpful. So thanks, thank guys. I appreciate it. Take care. Be in touch. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.